Sounds about right. Hello, welcome to Things About Stuff podcast. This is uh, the Bearded Wonder, and and I, of course, Judge Die, as and always, from the lower, you know, Alvia region, Trump Acres, <laughs> yep. the scenic lower Alvia, south of the tracks. You know, we're we're really popular amongst the Amish crowd. Yeah, I've heard that. You know, I I heard that too the other day. You know, they were. I you know I look kind of Amish, so they think you know I am. Yeah, and that's relatable. Yeah, so I went that way. I was at the Dutch Valley Market the other day, and they go, "Hey, brother Beard, I heard your podcast. (laughs) Good shit. (laughs) Respect. (laughs) Respect." (laughs) They pounded on his chest. I was like, "Shit." It's I like, can tell get, when I hear a compliment. Give me some of them farm fresh eggs, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> so we got we got some stuff we're gonna talk about today. Um, some more things and more stuff. Exactly. We're gonna jump right into it with the shit that just happened. Like, not even like what, like two nights ago. When did this shit go down? Well, that yeah, that was Saturday night. Saturday. Golden Globes, right? Golden Globes. Yeah. That's not a porn, right? No, surprisingly not. I sat through the entire thing. <laughs> not knowing that it was, right? Not knowing, no. I should have known when they were running commercials. <laughs> I should have known. When, when, when we get into the good part? <laughs> of, of course we're talking about Meryl Streep's uh, the whole knock on Bush, and then, you know, she completely dissed a whole group of motherfuckers you know with mixed martial arts yeah because mixed martial arts are not the arts quote unquote quote and you can quote me on the quote unquote (laughs) it's it's got it's like what does the A in MMA stand for if it's not the arts I guess that that throws me off that's the thing about Meryl Streep though is I can never tell when she's acting (laughs) I you know I've done some you know mixed martial arts, I've done some boxing. If you have any skill at all at anything, it's an art. What the hell does she do? She she acts. Yeah, that is that's that's an art, right? That's an right, art. Yeah. If you paint a painting, that's art. That's a skill. I can't paint for shit. <laughs> so. That's not a skill or an art that I have. Yeah, I mean, you, it's you can't tell the texture of the brush stroke, the uh, brush strokes until the dude hits the mat <laughs> and repaints it. Typically red, red, <laughs> red. Typically. Sometimes a little mucusy green. Ooh, lovely, <laughs> lovely <laughs> visual. <laughs> Brought to you by the bearded man. I've, I've, uh, I've had. Some most of my fights ended ground and pound, so you know I've, I've had you know some I've had some experience. I I won more than I lost. Yeah. I only lost one, so that's the important part. Exactly. I honestly making it out alive to me is, <laughs> is a skill in itself. It's like you lock two motherfuckers in a cage, and you only one's gonna win. That's yeah, <laughs> survival, right? I liked uh, uh, Conor McGregor's take on the whole thing. <laughs> the see that, the uh, video mashup. Mash up. <laughs> that was too funny. And mixed martial arts is not an art. <laughs> Who the Oof. fuck is this guy? <laughs> oh, that is priceless. That is... That's the crazy thing about MMA, though, is if I saw Conor McGregor, doesn't he fight at 155? I've got pounds on this guy, and I'm almost taller than he is. If I saw him with his shirt on, I'd think he was just adorable. And then, little do I know, <laughs> bad things can happen. Fists of fury. <laughs> He's I'll, a knock you. I'll knock you the fuck out. <laughs> Who the fu- I'll make you fucking famous. <laughs> knock you on your arse. <laughs> your arse. Then I'll get a pint of Guinness afterwards. <laughs> And some potatoes. Fuck your Mitsubishi. I have a horse outside. <laughs> yes, I, lo- I love that song. <laughs> I got a horse outside. Don't uh, 
Don't fashion plastic bags into masks, though. <laughs> I feel like that was an irresponsible take on that video. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then in other fighting news, we have, uh, we have uh, Chris Brown and Soldier Boy are going to fight, too. Soldier Boy, tell him. Soldier Boy. You know, I've, I haven't been a fan of Soldier Boy ever since he, di- he dissed the troops. I think everybody kind of forgets about that. You remember when he when he dissed the troops? I almost forgot about it. <laughs> but not now. <laughs> no, no. It's been brought back to light. I think he told them something. It was something about, he said, that they needed to make up their own, their own mind. Stop being a robot or some shit was basically what he was trying to say. And then, like, his career died. Like, I, f- I have a feeling, <laughs> yeah. whoa. What the hell did I step on? Uh, which could also be a ploy for the music not being good anymore. <laughs> yeah, that too. He, uh, his, uh, his career kind of died. I think if you, once you diss the military, your, your career kind of dies. Uh, look at the Dixie Chicks. Yeah. <laughs> their, yeah. their career, and I'm sure there's people out there, oh, Dixie Sticks, those bitches. Anyway, <laughs> they still they they make great music. They're still out there doing it. Well, they're not doing it for me, so therefore they're not famous anymore. No, would you ask a would you ask a country recording artist why their uh, U.S. tour only covers thirteen states? They said, "Well, hell, that's all of them. <laughs> that's all of them. That's uh, that's Star- grounds enough. I, I'm tuning. I'm tuning out." Well, we don't want to. We don't want to upset our southern demographic. <laughs> no, no. There's, there's a different progressive mindset to have. We we don't we ain't dissing the south. No, no. I want to make that very clear. Just country recording artists. That was not. That was not a jab at the south. So they're. I guess apparently they have Chris Brown and Soldier Boy have beef, and they're doing this whole. <clears throat> Guns, not fists, or whatever, over the beat. I don't know if that's the name of it. I can't even, I don't know. Fists over guns or something crazy? I don't know. It's something <laughs> stupid. And, uh, you know, obviously it's it's going to be a big matchup. Um, Chris Brown is getting trained by Mike Tyson. And, the Mike Tyson. You know, I'm just going to tell you right now, Chris, you know, you, he's got to get in there. You know, to fucking get strong. <laughs> get real strong and throw your hands really hard. People are gonna tell you to focus on your footwork, but leave that shit for your videos. That's for dance. That's dancing and shit. You just gotta get real strong and punch really, really hard. You know, I used to be a good boxer until Cuss died, and then I went to shit. <laughs> Evander Holyfield it just fucking knocked the shit out of me. <laughs> Nobody told me he was on a mission from God. <laughs> the real deal. I mean, I'm the real meal. <laughs> <laughs> the real meal. Take a, <laughs> take a bite out of crime. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. This, uh... And I heard they have to fight in Dubai. Really? To, Is that get, really? to get around, uh... Vegas has an anti-doping policy. <laughs> they weren't gonna make it. Around. It's set to be overseas. <laughs> they're gonna take. They're gonna have a. They're gonna have a two-minute smoke session between rounds. Yeah. <laughs> in in prime hip hop fashion, they will be about two hours late to each round. <laughs> You know, I think we should just every podcast we do from here on out should have a Mike Tyson impression. <laughs> I love it. I love doing it. Mike Tyson, and then we'll throw. We should do this like a little skit, a day, Mike Tyson's day, and then maybe we'll throw in some like uh, Don King and then oh baby 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 Mikey 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 baby listen. <laughs> yeah. I can't wait till Mike Tyson puts out a coffee table book. <laughs> Just read out of it. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, and then uh, yeah. So you know, Soldier Boy, he's a skinny bitch. Chris Brown's a skinny bitch. But they can. I mean, Chris Brown, he can he can beat the hell out of a woman. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and I've been told that Rihanna is a lot tougher than she looks. That's true. Which is a, I mean. 
Warning to Soldier Boy. She uh she put out that song with Eminem, remember? She she's yeah. tough. <laughs> <laughs> it, uh she put a song out with him after Eminem said in a song on I believe it was the Relapse album. He said I I'll pee on Rihanna. Man, I do what I wanna. <laughs> and then uh I guess she got another email. I was like, okay, we're doing this again. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I remember when hip-hop was settled, like, in diss tracks. Like, Eminem was one put out great stuff, bashing, like, uh, when it was Ja Rule. <laughs> I remember at the time, I was like, why? Why do you got to go after the little guy? <laughs> he's, he's trying to make It's murder! <laughs> Oh my goodness, man! Jaw Rule never put it. I don't think he made a gangster track at all. No. <laughs> I mean, I could look up probably the songs that he's done, and none of them are gangster at all. And uh, what was that one about New York with Fat Joe? Oh, yeah. He's gangster esque. Yeah, I mean, kind of. <laughs> he's got. I mean, what if the what if always on time? That was that's not gangster. <laughs> no. Yeah, did have a. What was that one? The video was. Uh, it was him and Ashanti were singing this song, and the video was set to Grease. Where, uh, where she comes out as the bad girl at the uh, carnival. Oh, I don't they had know. a whole a whole scene at that that carnival, <laughs> which is a little less than gangster. I can't, not that I would know anything about that. It's yeah I. Yeah, always on time was like his big one. Um, Put it on me was another one. That's not gangster at all. <laughs> I mean, obviously we know Eminem's the only white person allowed to say the N word. So is that right? <laughs> I mean, I think I think they wrote I think they wrote him a like a, you know those plaques on the wall you get like participation awards. I think they have yeah. one from the black community. To Eminem, <laughs> giving him permission, but I think he's that classy of a guy that he won't say it. Yeah, I believe it was. Uh, there was motion to amend the Constitution. <laughs> it's in the Constitution. <laughs> Don't <laughs> fact check me. <laughs> It'd be a bylaw. <laughs> well, yeah, it just goes to show, you know, when you run out of talent, just fight, just fight, fight each other. <laughs> you know what I think is, what if the winner? Of Chris Brown and Soldier Boy fought Rihanna. Yeah. <laughs> now that's that'd be a, a scrap. That'd, that'd be, be a, a fire. <laughs> you know she she done she she knows all Chris's tricks. You know. Yeah. <laughs> she knows the steps. She knows. <laughs> he just starts doing some dance moves. <laughs> you know, shuffle left, shuffle right, shuffle right. He's coming up with that with that jab. You know. <laughs> Shuffle right, shuffle right, shuffle left, forward. He's coming with that hook. So she knows. Yeah. Pow. <laughs> Kablam. Kablam. Pow. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, and then uh, I guess that's, I mean, you got anything else to say on that subject, really? <laughs> <laughs> kind of. I think we've beaten it into the ground <laughs> Oh, we skipped over something that we that we were gonna talk about. Um, and we we both watch a little wrestling. I don't I don't watch it a lot, but like I see it pop up in my news feed on Facebook. But Chris Jericho, the gift of Jericho, all yeah. the, for the, all the Jericho holics out there, won the United States Championship. Yeah, <laughs> hell yeah! I'm a huge Y2J fan. I mean, the guy is. The guy's put on incredible matches, and then when he gets the microphone, he says oh. solid gold, you know. I mean, you talk about a all-around wrestler. I mean, he's a great commodity. And uh, from what I understand, with the U.S. championship, he's held all the WWE championships now. Yeah, that's the, uh, they said that was the only title that eluded him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but then there's the... They just made a universal mm-hmm. title when they split Raw and SmackDown mm-hmm. rosters. Yep. Uh, aside from that, 
He's all he's held every major title. It held every major title. Because I mean, they kind of did away with what was in the WWE title, and then they made it the Universal title, basically. Because they still yeah, have the they it. still have the heavyweight title, right, or something like that. I, don't I think know. so. Because yeah. he was the first ever. He held both of them at one time. The world, the world heavyweight, and then the WWE title. I remember this? Yeah. Because he come he would come out holding both belts. You know, yeah. it, was, it was awesome. <laughs> Back with uh, Raw is Jericho. Raw is Jericho. I remember, I don't know if you, you might not remember this, but like I was a big wrestling fan back in the day. And uh, he would, uh, they, Raw came, they had this countdown going. It was, it, would, it was, I think, I don't know if it said Y2J or if it was just a countdown. A countdown would always come up on Raw. Just, and it have a number on there. And then finally, it count. They come down. It, it's on Raw and it counts down, and it goes five, four, three, two, one. And R- the Rock is in the middle of the ring giving a promo, and of course, you know the Rock. He ain't gonna get. Nobody's gonna get over on him, right? Yeah. So break the walls down he come, Jericho comes out and he's got his back to the crowd with his arms stretched out you know and then his music plays and then he's got that waterfall haircut or not water, he's got his hair up in the waterfall if you don't know what that is it's like you take all of your if you got long hair you take all up into a ponytail at the top of your head and then you kind of put a rubber band over it and it falls down like a waterfall is what they say <laughs> He comes out looking just like the stooge with that with that waterfall haircut. <laughs> he comes out and he cuts this promo about Raw is Jericho. <laughs> and then, you know, I think this is, this is my memory. I'm just going off of this. But he goes, he's doing his spiel and he's cutting into The Rock's time. Of course, The Rock's still the big the big talent in the company. So he goes, he goes... I think he goes, what's your name? And he goes, Chris. He goes, it doesn't matter what your name is. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, that's that's my Chris Jericho memories. And he's, I've read I've read his books. Can't remember very much of them. I, I need to read them again. I think I read them, like, a long time ago. We put them out first, and I read them, and then forgot everything. But, uh, yeah, he talks about, he fought Goldberg. You know that backstage? Oh, real yeah, fight. Huh? Real fight. Oh, real man. fight. I guess he punched him and Goldberg just was like a bitch, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I hate how they're whether uh, we're we're going off on a wrestling tangent. I uh, if you like if you don't like wrestling, we'll get done with this here in a minute. We'll just, <laughs> we're just covering bases, covering memories. But um I don't like the way they're portraying Goldberg like he's some sort of badass after he fucking they they had him and after they had WCW they took over WCW they kind of made him like not that good and then he come back and he's always a badass now. Oh, what he he put Lesnar away with two spears? Yeah, it was two spears and a jackhammer. It, yeah. Like two minutes. I'm like, <laughs> really? Yeah, you could, Bush League. That's. You know, let they build Lesnar up to be this monster, and then they have Goldberg come in and just like <laughs> totally mess that up. Oh no, kidding! So you know, there's that. Uh, and have you seen uh, Kenny Omega? And uh, oh, and now his, the other names gonna throw me. Oh, jeez. But they put on like a forty-minute match in Japan, and they kicked the crap out of each other. It got um, it got a six-star rating on a weekly. It wasn't a pay-per-view. It wasn't WrestleMania. It was a you know a weeknight in Japan. These guys threw down hard, and it is an incredible match. Did you watch all forty minutes of it? Yeah, yeah. I've gone back and found. Uh, Found the match when it I, first I saw of it was all this hype because I don't you know when it comes to the up and comers the uh, the stuff going on in Japan I catch maybe highlights if yeah. something really crazy happened uh, but uh, this was an incredible match WWE I know wants this guy he can sell the moves 
and he's got great moves. I mean, he's, the guy is golden. And uh, it was uh, Cena posted a picture of him in his Instagram. And they, uh, that's how AJ Styles, he posts a picture of him on his Instagram, as John Cena does. And then the next thing you know, he's signing with the WWE. Really? And went straight to the top. So oh. making AJ Styles has hold, held a belt in every major division in the world. You know, I mean... <laughs> yeah. And I think this guy could be the same thing, but with his salesmanship, yeah, uh, you know McMahon's looking at this guy. He sees a gold Is he mine. a big guy or a little guy? Nah, he's pretty lean. Uh, he, rem- he reminds me of Seth Rollins in I, build. He's not... He's no bigger than AJ Styles. I think it's now that that Triple H is more in control of the talent. You're not yeah. you're not looking at big guys like taking over the like the show. Like the littler guys are getting some of the some of the you know the some of the the spotlight. You know, like I think and I think really WCW is the one that really started pushing the little guys you know as far as mainstream wrestling because I look at uh, Rey Mysterio they gave him a push a long time ago yeah. and he was just a little itty bitty guy compared to what he is now he's a, he's built solid now but back then he was just little yeah, has and that switched hands though is that a diff- is that the one that's a different guy Rey Mysterio no, Sankara. No, I'm thinking, yeah, Sankara. is a different guy now. Yeah. The original Sankara is no longer there. Um, my daughter loves Sankara, by the way. Sankara. She has she has Scooby Doo, she has Scooby Doo, um, WWE or whatever, and Sankara is yeah. like one of the big characters in there, and she loves Sankara. I think we even have a Sankara wrestling figure she plays with. Yeah. But it's yeah, she loves Sankara. So I don't think he's on TV, is he really? Not that I've seen. I because I don't. I keep missing Raw. You know, I, I just uh, not having cable. I don't catch it anymore. Yeah. But uh, like uh, I'll watch the live stream of SmackDown, mm-hmm. and uh, and then afterwards uh, Tuesday nights do stand up uh, on the East Side of Des Moines. Afterwards, I love going back and catching the the highlights. Yeah, I mean that's it's not my preferred method of watching, but SmackDown has incredible talent on it. Mm-hmm. And the flip side of the I coin love, being Raw, I love. I've always loved Raw. I like uh, Shane McMahon. I've always been a fan of Shane McMahon yeah. as a as a as a wrestler. Not really a wrestler, but as a as a Character, yeah. His character has always been cool, and then I like the how they they kind of portray him now because he's like, he's like this guy that's not a very he's not like a technically sound wrestler. He's not tough, but he fights like hell. Yeah, yeah. His match with the Undertaker, he got his ass kicked for a long time, <laughs> and then I thought they were, I thought they were totally gonna give him that spot off the top of the Hell in the Cell. I thought yeah. they were gonna, I thought yeah. they were gonna let him, and then Undertaker just rolls away. And I was like, "Really? You couldn't give that to him?" But that might have been his idea too. You know, Taker might yeah. be like, "Oh, you should do this," and then and then he was like, "No, let me get up there," and then you roll out of the way. That could have been how that happened, but yeah. How long has that been now? Oh, I don't it's, know. It doesn't seem to me like it was that long ago. WrestleMania, right? When does WrestleMania happen? That's I'm trying to think of the dates. It, There's because in August or well, is it the last of WrestleMania? It was the last WrestleMania. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's good stuff. I mean, just to see him come back like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's always had creative, a creative position. Yeah, as a wrestler. Yeah, and then I just like is he's always pretty. He's pretty good on the mic. A lot of people don't like Stephanie, but she she's a good character. You know, yeah, she's probably yeah. not like that in real life. I don't know. She might be. <laughs> yeah, she's cute enough. Well, <laughs> that's what I was gonna say about Dem titties. <laughs> that's what I was gonna say about Kitty Omega, though. Is I could see McMahon wanting him really bad because of how well. Just the utility type player that he is, but I can see Triple H just being like, 
you know, you can really sell moves. I'm going to turn this nobody into a Goldberg, you know? Yeah. You're going to take a spear, you're going to land in the second row of the audience. <laughs> yeah, I would hope not. Like, I don't, like, I hope Goldberg's tenure here lasts very shortly. Should we move on? Well, the WWE fans are, at live shows, are ruthless. <laughs> they put Batista away immediately. Remember when he came back, he's they like, hate him. he is, hey, I get to be in the Rumble. Not for any reason. At WWE, when he won it, they jumped his ass. You know, it was like, just fell on deaf ears. You know, and it was like everyone got up and went to the bathroom like, oh, Batista won? Jeez. <laughs> Should we move on? We... I suppose. I suppose. Uh, we could sit, I bet we could sit here and probably talk uh, wrestling out our ass for probably another 30 minutes. But... Yeah. <laughs> Easily. Easily. Uh, we are we are fans of, of teams that made the playoffs for, in the NFL. Um, yeah, they couldn't be further apart geologically, it doesn't yeah, seem. Yeah, exactly. I, being a Finns fan, Dolphins. Miami Dolphins, and cutest I, costumes in the game. <laughs> Gotta love a good outfit. And then I've got I've got the polar opposite of that. I'm I'm a Raiders fan. We we are the most menacing yeah. uniforms <laughs> and logo in the league. Oh yeah. So yeah, I mean, I, both of our quarterbacks got hurt. Yeah. So that that kind of put a, you know a, I don't know what you call it like that took the wind out of the sails. Yeah, exactly. You couldn't. Just there's nothing you could do about it, and like I don't know, I, the Raiders with Derek Carr, he was he was a stand-up dude. I remember uh, when they set broke their own penalty record. They uh, set it now at 23, and they <laughs> won that game in overtime. And uh, we were flipping back and forth. The Cardinals were playing as well, the Arizona Cardinals. And they racked up a bunch of penalties, but like you'd see, uh, is that Palmer? He's yeah. getting in the referee's face, and they're just throwing more flags. I remember they had a, uh, it was second and forty-five. <laughs> Car was Car was just telling his guys like, oh no 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 no. Yeah, he's grabbing his guys. He's like, dude, shut up! <laughs> I ain't shut losing it. no more damn games. <laughs> You want to go back to 2 and 14? <laughs> That's how you go back to 2 and 14. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no kidding, man. This is stand up, dude. Yeah, he's a he's a big time Christian, which Tannehill is not. <laughs> no, Tannehill had his big rant this year after they gave him all that money and he bitched out the practice squad. <laughs> the practice you hear squad. About that yeah, I, I was just going to mention that if you didn't. Uh, you know there was people. Uh, there were fellow teammates were like, "Oh hell yeah!" When he went down. <laughs> uh, yeah, good one. <laughs> <laughs> Who's on the bench now? <laughs> <laughs> what's, the, what's your What's your name? Tana Bench. Bench. <laughs> How do you say that? Tana Ir. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like like we. What pisses me off too. Is that we we got rid of obviously we needed to get rid of our offensive coordinator. We had good offense this year, but it was all because of Derek Carr going to the he'd go to the line and he'd have four or five plays just like Manning used to do because he's just, he's smart. Hey, and he's been around a minute. Yeah, Musgrave, who was our offensive coordinator, didn't know how to call plays. So he'd send in these play calls, like five play calls, and then Carr would pick them out. The other thing is, is we didn't get, we should have got rid of our defensive coordinator. I saw we were like twenty sixth in the league in total defense. Why don't we get rid of him? Yeah, and I don't know if that's a with their uh, history. It, it reminds me of the Iowa Hawkeyes when people want to fire Ferentz. Like, okay, so then then who takes the who takes the spot? Who do you hand the the two star torch off to? You know what I mean? 
it turned two star recruits into ball players. You know, good luck finding that guy. Bowplay. No, they put themselves in a good position to be com- competitive in that aspect of finding new people. They always <clears throat> need that. If I mean, that's a good breakdown of the Raiders. I would say, but it, when it comes to the Dolphins, like who knows? <laughs> you know, they're the highest ranking. And the Miami organization is probably just shrugging their shoulders with me. Like, I don't know. I don't know. We had, back when we had Saban and Ricky Williams, we weren't winning games. You know, it's like, like what the hell is going on? All right, so we had a little bit of uh, time where we took and uh, checked our volume there a little bit. Uh, make sure that we you can hear us. Uh Try a new uh, program out here, you know. So, you know how it goes. But uh, that was all about, we had to really say about the Dolphins and Raiders. Um, two teams that uh, may or may not go anywhere. <laughs> not, it'll be a minute. <laughs> um, the other big news uh, Obama gave his uh, farewell. Speech. I was gonna say welfare speech on accident, well, but yeah. <laughs> I was like, I was like, oh, better not stumble all my words there on accident. But uh, thank you for elaborating. <laughs> but yeah, he gave his farewell speech, and uh, they started screaming four more years, which apparently people that were there don't know how that works. You can only con- you can only serve two consecutive terms in a row. Yeah, that's also how I understand. <laughs> I mean, if you have had any sort of American history class, yeah, government been, class. It's been a while since senior government, but that one I remember. I mean, FDR he ran more than two term had more than two terms, but that's about it. You know, we don't want a president in there. Dying in the Oval Office. <laughs> you can't have like an Al Davis situation. <laughs> yeah, you can't have someone running a team, let alone a country. <laughs> Just forever. Forever. <laughs> Al Davis was like the crib keeper, though. You know, <laughs> he, <laughs> he, he had literally been. He lo- I think they got him to do that show. That's why he got so much. He had so much money. But yeah, uh, you know, it, I didn't watch it. I I did not watch the farewell speech. Read about it, but did not see it. You know. Yeah, I also did not catch it. Uh, I did see on YouTube. Uh, it was explained that he was preparing for martial law. Oh, so which, which is a good one. <laughs> I mean, he he is sure. Why not? <laughs> oh, so I also saw something else that he was the first president to enter the presidency in a war and leave in a war, and they called him a warmonger. I guess. <laughs> yeah. I was like all right. Yeah. But you know, he did <clears throat> capture Osama bin Laden. So. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you gotta give him one. some credit. But uh, if it, if that's where I was living, that little hole they found him, I'd have been on the phone. Like, hey, it's, I'll tell you exactly where I'm at. <laughs> I, need, I need a hand here. You come kill me. <laughs> I, please. Please, I'm in a hole. <laughs> I, they couldn't do any better. <laughs> like, I run a major terrorist organization, and they got me in a hole. <laughs> a hole Fuck you guys. <laughs> <laughs> you talk about a bind. <laughs> hey, damn, we're in a tight spot. <laughs> we're in a tight... The, Mr. Osama Bin Laden, sir. I prefer your greatness, but go ahead. <laughs> we have, must get you out of here. Okay, where are we going to? Are we going to the uh, the, the embassy, or where are we going? Uh, are we going to the, the palace? <laughs> yeah, the palace. No, we got a hole for you. <laughs> This is some bullshit. <laughs> bullshit. 
Why don't you just but, shave your beard? Fuck that. <laughs> My Middle Eastern isn't that sharp. Me neither. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's what he said. <laughs> he, he's probably hiding out in America. You know, where where else would you, I mean? First place they look is gonna be in where? What the hell? Where the hell was that? Uh, Afghanistan. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to look in Afghanistan. I mean, they're not going to be looking in America for him. I mean, shave your beard, <laughs> put some weight on. I mean, dang it, you probably get by. Yeah. I mean, if 19 of your bros could make it over here. <laughs> just saying. Oh, in other news, we have, uh, you know, Charles Manson apparently was on his deathbed. Apparently that's not, like, entirely true. They said he was in, uh... He was in the hospital for a couple days, and then I guess they took him back to prison. They really gave Charles Manson medical attention? (laughs) Is is that the truth? (laughs) I thought they would, like, let him die off. Right, yeah. I figured he had a do-not-resuscitate tag on my first thought when I read this is like, and then seeing that he was he's gonna he was he was released back to prison. I was like, well, of course he got released back to prison. You can't kill the devil. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're not. You can't kill evil. That shit's gonna be around forever. Forever and ever. <laughs> I mean, go ahead, go ahead and say it, man. I mean, we may lose our serial killing. Demographic. <laughs> we're big amongst serial killers. <laughs> we're just we're right in their wheelhouse. Right, yeah. <laughs> you know, as far as things that you know, we're really bit popular in prison. I mean, we're gonna probably have pen pals. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd say our podcast is worth. At least a couple packs of cigarettes. <laughs> cigarettes. Um, pleasures. <laughs> and maybe like the Snickers. <laughs> Snickers. <laughs> Commissary money. <laughs> we'll have to see if we're popular in prison. We we've got we've got we've got an uncle in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's true. We got a guy on the inside. Well, that'd be a good podcast. Going live. <laughs> <laughs> we, we love him, though. He our right guy. Always. Always. <laughs> so, yeah, we... Um, that's, that's, that's really about all the news we got today. Um, we do have a list compiled, though. Yeah, I am excited about this list. You're excited about the list? I'm excited about the list, too. Mainly because it's... I. I, I like to complain. It's, I'm right there with. I'm also a dreamer. <laughs> a dreamer. You can't blame me for. Can't blame a guy for like, dreaming. Like Tommy Dreamer. Yeah, <laughs> exactly like that. Uh, Landon, all those guys. We have a list today of things that should have never been a thing. Never even existed. They should have never. Like these things are so stupid. They don't make sense. This is almost like a time machine list. <laughs> exactly. Right, do you want me to go into my list? Because I mean, my list kind of my kind mine kind of goes into yours a yeah, little bit I I toward the that. end. We 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 like to uh, we like to get together and you know kind of like play out the podcast and think about things that you know synchronize together. Yeah, it's all about smooth transitioning. Smooth transitions. You know, it Meryl Streep. Straight into Chris Brown versus Soldier Boy. You know, smooth transitioning is key for a podcast. So, first, I'm gonna go with my list, and uh, my number one list. I, you know, I like a, I, I talk a lot about reality TV, and as much as I talk about it, and you know, a Teen Mom is my first thing that should have never been a thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, oh my they goodness. take being a teen parent and they make it look so awesome. Oh, and extremely sexy. Extremely, yeah, Farah from Iowa. From Iowa, talk about a misrepresentation. <laughs> she she was in a porn. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah, that's true. True story. The you know the only teen mom that's from Iowa that's on MTV does a porno. Why? Why her? Why not one of the other trashy females? She set the bar pretty high for trash. <laughs> she did. I mean. But I mean, she. I mean, she's she she's go she is gorgeous. I think she's gorgeous looking. But I get on board with that. She's so like Miss Pris, and then like, uh, la la la. But it's just like, oh god. And then I can't even remember what that one girl's name. She was dating this guy named Kiefer, and just Kiefer. <laughs> yeah, if that doesn't tell you anything, right there. I'm guessing it wasn't Southern. No. <laughs> she was always smoking pot and, you know, just... Do, I mean, because obviously, you know, life's so hard that you can't just stop doing that to be a parent for... <laughs> yeah. a, minute, an a minute. afternoon. An afternoon. She was in, like, several different <clears throat> rehabs. She's just... She... Her mother was the worst. That, like, she just let... She let, just let her get away with so much. Oh no, was that uh, Janelle? Janelle! Janelle! <laughs> yes, her mom. You've been out me with. You've been out with <laughs> Kifa. <laughs> You've been out all night with Kifa. <laughs> I hope to God you was wearing a helmet. <laughs> you may have made that last part up. No, her mom cracked me up. I knew it. it was Janelle, Janelle. That's right. You've been out all night with Kifa. <laughs> Probably smoking some Kifa too. Yeah. Chief Kifa. <laughs> Was he Native American? Uh, yeah, that Kiefer yeah. That's 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 a that's a Sioux name. Okay, I can see that. I can see that. We just lost our Native American demographic there. <laughs> uh, I mean, sorry, I, I didn't mean it. We love you, Native Americans. Oh, yeah, I mean, John Redcorn was my favorite character on King of the Hill. Oh, me too. I loved Last of the Mohicans. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, Teen Mom was just one of those ones that, like, you're glamorizing being a teen parent. I mean, that shouldn't be a thing. Because MTV was paying them bucks. They were paying them monies. Yeah, yeah. Well, you... It makes you wish that they had, if they were going to glorify or make a spectacle out of it, because for TV purposes, it has to be all Jerry Springer and just a train wreck of an yeah. ordeal. But when it comes to a topic like that, maybe, you know, show the youth what it's like to step up to the plate. You exactly. Know, instead of bitching. <laughs> and staying out all night with Keefe. And staying out all night with Keefe. <laughs> uh, my second thing, it was probably a thing, it was probably the thing for a while, but like now that we're into modern times, there should be no such thing as single ply tissue paper. I can eat, uh, no kidding. Not sold to the general public, at least. <laughs> I mean, prison, maybe. Prison, yes. I mean, I can understand, you know, they're going to be like, you have to be punished for what you did, and your punishment is your finger going right into your asshole. <laughs> <laughs> that's just how it goes. Oh, yeah, that's a nightmare scenario, though. But, like, when I go to the store and I buy tissue paper from for La Familia, it's always as many plies as I can get. Yeah. If if they could go six ply on that shit, I would go six ply. I'm glad to hear you. I mean, this is a guy who loves his family. <laughs> exactly. I'm just saying, there spare no expense when it comes to toilet paper. Strong and soft. Strong and soft. My third one is probably gonna hurt our southern demographic again. But <clears throat> truck nuts. Truck nuts. Um, yeah, you're gonna have to explain that to the rest of educated society what truck nuts are. So you take you you have a set of like testicles, you like look like human testicles, 
and you hang them from your trailer hitch <laughs> on your truck. Oh, so God, you, you, it looks like your truck has nuts, <laughs> like, or testicles. Nuts. <laughs> truck nuts, yes. Not I'm, to be confused with lug nuts. Not, no, not, not any sort of bolt and nut. Or testicles. Yeah. <laughs> testicles. And Serving no per. I've seen a set of blue truck nuts. Blue, oh, like blue balls, huh? <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> Absolutely. Like the truck was gonna get some, but then the the little Prius was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my, I could never bring a Ford back to my mom. You know that whole scenario. <laughs> exactly. I you know truck nuts are just. I think that like they're just so <laughs> classless. They're like. You, <laughs> yeah, I don't see the purpose of it either. And I wouldn't say that they look like human nuts either. These are like these are like bull nuts. Bull nuts like, maybe. <laughs> these are the fullest size nuts <laughs> found on planet Earth. Or any married man. <laughs> <laughs> and I told her, I said it right to her face. <laughs> I said, bitch. <laughs> Much love to our boys on Key and Peel. Key and Peel. <laughs> oh, my other one. I, the, then I have. We have. I have a top. I have six. We have six on. Each have six on our list. Um, my I hope we wanted to stop at six. <laughs> yeah, we kind of was like, should we go ten? I was like, I don't know if we have time. Judge was like, don't be a bitch. So we just went with six. <laughs> My I I number four is the term adulting. 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 You've heard people say, "Oh, I'm I'm adulting today." I went and paid my my car my car payment. I <laughs> paid the water bill and rent, and this and that. I'm adulting. <laughs> Bitch, you you're doing what you're supposed to do. <laughs> you're doing pretty normal stuff. You're doing what everybody else. <laughs> That is over the age of 18, or between 18 and 23, or 18 and 60, 18 to 90, are doing, or have been doing. That's such a made-up term. It's so ridiculous. (laughs) It sounds like a millennial term. It's a millennial, and you are in that millennial demographic, (laughs) so am I. I'm at the tail end of that millennial demographic, and I'm like, you know... I much love to Harambe, right? I love Harambe. Much love. Uh, Harambe, big, big, uh, big influence on the podcast. Huge influence on the podcast. I would agree with that. Rest in power. Uh, <laughs> but they, our generation had fifteen thousand votes or more for Harambe for the president of the United States. <laughs> True story. Millennials. Oh <laughs> so I I I've I've been told not that we shouldn't I shouldn't smack the counter because it spikes the the audio. But <laughs> you can see that representative blue. <laughs> yeah, on on the on the thing that we're using right now, the program. Uh, but yeah, fifteen thousand for Rombe. Really? <laughs> How many for Pedro? <laughs> Oh, I think he. I think he was the fourth candidate. Is that right? He was the independent. He was the independent, right behind, uh, you know, uh, Gary Johnson. Yeah, okay. <laughs> right behind him. Uh, yeah, but millennials and anybody in general, stop using the term adulting. You're you're just doing stuff that you should be doing. I'm sure I've used it in the past, but in retrospect, I just look and see how stupid I was. Yeah. Adulting to me, I know I've never used this term. I've also never used the term pimping. I, I've never been pimping, just to clear that up. People assume that of me because I'm so short and white that I have to be doing something, you know. Pimpin' since pimpin' been pimpin' been pimpin'. <laughs> pimpin' been pimpin'. Oh, what was that movie? Uh, I can't remember. Was it? My daddy was a pimp. My granddaddy was a pimp. My great granddaddy was a pimp. 
you you your your family always been assistant pimps. Assistant pimps. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like Eddie Griffin. Yeah, I mean, if it, I can say that much. It's in a movie. Um, it's. <laughs> I don't know. I can't remember off the top of my head. I'm, uh, leave comments. We like it when you leave comments. Nobody's left a comment yet, but feel free. We like to think that we like com- comments. Yeah, we like comments, but I'm uh, good, bad. Tell us if we're complete shit. I don't care. <laughs> but uh, I'll move on. We're we're 50 minutes into the podcast. We might be over an hour today. <laughs> but uh, my fifth one is student loans. So basically, student loans—it's a racket ran by the mob. Oh, that's mafia shit to a T. You're gonna tell me that in order to get a good job, I need to get a degree, but I need to borrow money to get said degree, and with this job. I'm going to be paying X amount of money on my student loan. So basically, if I had like a, a factory job straight out of high school, I'd be way ahead of the person that went to college. The only difference is they get to sit in a nice comfy chair yeah. <laughs> behind a desk all day. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. That's, that's why I had to... I did one term at a community college, and I'm still paying on a $2,200 loan. To, still. That was five years ago. And that's why I stand up I really need to work out and quick, because soon enough you're going to need a four-year degree to take that open mic, you know what I mean? But yeah. Student loans are just they're a racket. And and the next thing on my list, car insurance, mm, also a racket. While we're on the subject of the mafia, that is, I mean, just you're telling me that if I haven't had a wreck in two years, that I I need insurance. I mean, there's gonna be people out there. Oh, you need insurance in case shit happens. Well, shit hasn't happened. Why do I still need to cover my car? The part that bothers me is that the. It's uh, state and federal government forces you into a private contract. Yeah. Doesn't that sound like a mafia shakedown? <laughs> yeah. I mean, what's the difference between that bill and a ball bat across you your knees? You know what I mean? If you don't have insurance, we're going to penalize you. <laughs> well, if you don't catch me, I don't get penalized either, right? <laughs> Whoa. Well. Oh, Sounds like something weird. Whoa. <laughs> Well, <laughs> well, you know what I'm saying. You just need to you get it. <laughs> uh, but no, it's it's a racket. It's it's completely you know like, oh, you gotta have insurance to register your car. Blah blah blah. Drive it, and if you get pulled over, you get fined. That that's some bullshit <laughs> right there. Oh, I agree with you. Uh, the last two for sure. So we're going to move on to judge's list here. But I'm not we are going to move on to my list, but I am not going to move just yet from the mafia subject. I'm going straight into political parties, this bipartisanship, this ideology that uh the United States of America splits in half to figure out who's going to run the whole goddamn place. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, you literally, to run for the president of the United States, have to join a gang. Republicans or Democrats. Yeah, do you, what, do you wave the, you rock the blue flag or the red flag? It's straight up Crips and Bloods. The only difference being the, the U.S. government has way more blood on their hands. True. Not to single out our political... I'm getting too hung up on people we might be offending. <laughs> uh, just to, we have no preference on Republicans or Democrats. I really don't. This is not an agenda thing for me. I, just the whole idea that I need somebody to tell me what to do. 
You know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to kill anybody whether or not it's the law. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's not for me that we place such high regard to pretty nomical position. Mm-hmm. Where you got the power of veto, you know, and then you give public speeches and shit. And I don't I mean, I don't know that these people really represent me. You know, I don't want them going to other countries and, like, painting this picture of America that's not... Exactly. Like, like Branstead? Branstead's going to be our ambassador to China or some shit? That's a hell of a jump for him. He went from dicking around in, in <laughs> Iowa to, you know, he's going to go talk to China for us. All right. All right. That's, I mean, that's cool. Deuces. <laughs> I'm hoping he doesn't speak any Chinese and that they just never do understand what the hell he's talking about. <laughs> His whole time there, it's just he's got a bad interpreter. (laughs) (laughs) The interpreter's sweating. Okay, follow me here. (laughs) Follow me on this one. What he say? (laughs) (laughs) No, I swear to God, that's what he said. (laughs) Yeah, it's the Chinese ambassador. I I was pretty sure it was a Chinese ambassador. It's like, uh, I've I've heard this. It was something like that. Yeah. Uh, get off my high horse for a minute and onto a higher horse. Uh, Whores or horse? Uh, horse. Horses. Four legs. Okay. Uh, his, uh, my number two is Dr. Oz. Uh, I was just watching the show yesterday, and he's talking about serial killers. And he has people on there talking about the... Uh, the psychology behind it and like how these people come about and I thought what better person to talk about serial killers than a real life serial killer (laughs) oh you really think Dr. Oz has killed people eh he may not have like pulled a trigger on anybody but isn't that I don't see the difference between physically murdering someone and giving out bullshit medical advice on the television I mean, his his show has become an advertising slot. Like, if you pay enough money, he'll tell you that this vitamin is the greatest, that it's a miracle drug. Every episode, he's pushing a new miracle drug. And just because he's on television, you think, oh, he can't be a real doctor. But my thing is, how many real doctors have had to uh, adhere to... Uh, the advertising revenue or uh, personally endorse a weight loss supplement. Yeah, like a wildly dangerous idea that you can take a pill and lose half your body weight in two weeks. You know what I mean? That'd be great. I, it sounds amazing. I could use that. <laughs> you trim the fat. Trim it. I'm pretty sure that he said the same thing, but... Uh, it had a little more to do with like population control. <laughs> oh man, not that uh, that that's a popular belief by any means. <laughs> so uh, your next item, I think, is is pretty good. I mean, I think I think it's I think it's a it's a it's a hot topic. Yeah, and uh, if I were to rank these, and how strongly I feel about them, the Political correctness, this PC movement that's really sweeping the country. Uh, There's comedians saying they won't perform at colleges anymore because of how PC they've gotten. And uh, what what bothers me about it is it gets pushed so hard to where it almost doesn't have an aim anymore. It just gets flipped on its ass. Yeah. To where you just can't say anything about Any, anybody. Anything or anything about anything. Like, you almost can't say... You can't even say your own political viewpoint because... Unless it's liberal. Unless it's... Yeah, unless you... Unless it's it's what they agree with. Or you can't even talk about politics because then they, they get upset. There Everyone was what, wants to talk politics. There was people that were like... They needed a safe space because their candidate didn't win the election. Yeah, the safe spaces are. We want, we want safe these safe places 
they're uh, what they are. They're uh, they want an environment that's all inclusive. And how do they pull that off? By excluding people from these safe places. <laughs> you know what I mean? How it just flips itself on its ass mm-hmm. to where all of a sudden it's like, okay, especially being a stand-up comedian myself, it's like. Yeah, the joke was insensitive, but you don't get it to begin with. Like, you've really taken what I did and turned a joke, like a funny ha-ha, like, oh, even if it's hackish, I mean, it wasn't, I'm not going up there to spit rhetoric or, you know, just spew out a bunch of hate speech, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's just, it's goofy jokes, like, you know. Oh, why did he go there? Oh my goodness! It's reactionary and it's to have fun, you know. Say something about a redhead. It's like you're so racist. Yo, that happened to me. I told a, a ginger joke where I say the word ginger. I'm approached afterwards by a redheaded woman and says, "Do, uh, uh, yeah, I'm sure that's not the first I'm sure that's not the last time I'll hear a racist comment about redheads. I'm like, whoa, 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 hang on. You really say racist? I think you need to check your whiteness real quick. Because I don't see... I don't mean to come off as a bigot, but I don't see where not being picked for sports and slavery are comparable issues. You know what I mean? You Not can't just all. you can't name yourself a race because you have bright red hair and freckles. You know what I mean? You're it's the whitest thing you can do is call that racist. I'm not on board with it. No, I'm not on board with this whole uh, the thought that I'm offended and someone should pay. Like mm-hmm. that, to, you have every right to blog about it or you know just call me out. I I can take it. You know, I can handle. I have thick enough skin that I can, I can take criticism. I don't like it, but it'd be like if I called every woman at the bar who shot me down for being a short white guy and calling them bigots. I mean, I do, but it doesn't mean it's justified. <laughs> no, by it's any not means. right. But I mean, you're gonna keep doing it. <laughs> no, I, yeah. If you can't take a joke, you just gotta. You kind of got to. You just got to roll with it. You can't pick and choose what because it bugs you, because you know somebody or you identify a certain way. I mean, not everyone. Not everyone's the same, and that's a pretty, pretty basic thing. A pretty basic concept. It's it's almost hard to explain. It seems so. Should we move on to your number four? I better. I better before I get into a full-on tangent. We're here. in a minute, two, or an hour, two minutes. I mean, we should probably wrap this up relatively shortly. But. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'll run through these. My number four is uh, reasonable doubt. Uh, just the fact that a prosecution can come up with hard evidence and present a real case, and uh, the defense can look at one thing and create reasonable doubt it's like oh and they they acknowledge it like oh we have grounds for reasonable doubt like well we have some real stuff like uh circumstantial circumstantial Mm, how do you know (laughs) i mean i'll leave it at that but that's one that bugs me that you can go through so much trouble to try and find someone guilty and then you watch people it just escape because uh, because of reasonable doubt and I definitely want to move on to my next topic which is targeting penalties in the NFL this shit used to be watchable guys and now all of a sudden you can't hit each other hard they might as well go flag football in yeah, my opinion honestly yeah I mean, you can't. There's the quarterback. You can't hit the quarterback. You you want to talk about one of the toughest quarterbacks of all time? And I'm not a Steelers fan, but Terry Bradshaw was one of the toughest quarterbacks ever to grace a football field. Dude, he got, he got he got cleated by a Raider. He, his yeah. helmet his helmet came off, 
and a raider like walked over his face and cleated him, like cleated him on the forehead. Dude was tough. <laughs> Today's NFL, he would be he would be probably amazing. He'd probably be. A, I mean, I, I think the I I was gonna say Brady, but I think all these targeting penalties were because of Brady. Yeah, I could see Tom that. Brady's bit of a girl. <laughs> a little feminine. I mean, he gets rules made up for him, like the tuck rule. Yeah. Tuck rule is a thing now. The, uh, and that was his very first Super Bowl when he beat the Raiders. No, they, that was the playoffs. They beat the Raiders. That was his first Super Bowl. That oh, he, he beat the Raiders to go to the Super Bowl. Is that yeah. what you're saying? Yeah, they strip sack. They yeah. just knocked the ball out of What's his the, hands. And they made that... They made that call on the spot that his arm was going forward. Like uh, he's clearly not holding the ball anymore. It looks like a fumble. I mean, the the NFL is another one that's gotten completely out of hand. Like, they, oh, it's to protect the players. Like they make millions and millions of dollars. Like the, you have to. It has to be watchable. You got to protect your brand yeah. and that people want to see some Smash Mouth football. Exactly as Madden would have said. <laughs> There's a guy when he has his contacts in can see better. <laughs> John Madden quote. Now what you see by that is that's mud. That's uh, that's when water and dirt mix and <laughs> create an entirely new substance. <laughs> so. Which I think goes right into my final list item. And that's inspirational memes on Facebook. <laughs> no, I haven't been the most loyal Facebook follower. I mean, it's not... I mean, sure, I've accepted social media as my lord and savior. But, you know, I just... I don't log in as much as I should, I guess. But my least favorite thing is these inspirational little memes and quotes and stuff. Like... Mostly posted by women. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, it's a lady thing. And I'm just saying, ladies, there has, in the history of anything, I don't think anybody's ever turned their life around because of an inspirational meme. <laughs> yeah, I don't think Facebook can, uh, <laughs> can take... Uh, <laughs> oh, man, it can take responsibility for, for that type of thing. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't seen it. I have not seen it in my own personal life. That <laughs> it was all going downhill until that one night on Facebook. It was that dark moment in my life, and I was scrolling through Facebook <laughs> when someone finger on the trigger, <laughs> finger on the trigger, and then all of a sudden I see a meme. Of Meryl Street, <laughs> quoting Margaret Thatcher. <laughs> oh, that's that. We got we got end on that. <laughs> I'm okay with that. It's time to wrap up. Until anyway. next time. Until next time. I'm Judge Die. I'm the Bearded Wonder. This has been things about stuff. 